This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, part one, really fascinating because uh, we took a look at the endocannabinoid system and how hemp phytocannabinoids, uh, which include CBD, but lots more, can impact your health. Our guest is Carl Germano, the author of The Road to Ananda. And uh, it's a great book. It's got uh, some great diagrams and illustrations. It really lays out uh, how these compounds work in a very understandable way. I mean, and it's a difficult balance, uh, Carl, because you've done a beautiful job because this is complex uh, uh, biochemistry and physiology, but you've, uh, you're a great teacher and you've illustrated it beautifully in this book. Uh, it's uh, for sophisticated lay people, but that's our audience here on Intelligent Medicine. That's why we call it Intelligent Medicine. And uh, Carl, the book is available how? Tell us. Uh, it's it's available right now uh, on the website. The publisher has the website www.roadtoananda.com. Roadtoananda one word dot com. Okay, roadtoananda.com. And presumably, eventually, it'll be released through all the regular channels. It's just out. Uh, so um, go to that website if you want to get a copy right now. And so, uh, Carl, you know, commonly, uh, I mean, you're a nutritional practice. You know that. Two big issues for our patients, you know, almost universal uh, these days. And, you know, especially we practice in the <laughs> New York metropolitan area, anxiety. And, of course, uh, the flip side of anxiety, insomnia, sleep problems. Uh, what role for uh, phytocannabinoids there? Well, you've, you've hit probably the most important and top areas. I mean, when we look at the application of phytocannabinoids, pain, inflammation, stress, anxiety, depression, uh, insomnia, and then you've got eye health, bone health, and then uh, neurological and inflammatory conditions. Bone health, so, that's one that, uh, you know, I haven't heard of. So we'll do that. We'll talk yeah. about that momentarily. But, you know, let, so what What does it do for sleep? I mean, is it a knockout pill? Is it going to be, you know, you're, you know, the house is on fire, the smoke alarm is, is going off, and you're going to just uh, lay there comatose? <laughs> right. Well, we know that studies show that sleep disorders are related to a dysfunctional endocannabinoid system, and basically uh, CBD has become very popular, not because it's a sedative, because it helps to control the circadian rhythm and the sleep cycles of the human body. And so, you know, CBD and, and full-spectrum, you know, cannabinoid hemp oils can be taken with melatonin or L-theanine or uh, 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 valerian, uh, 5-HTP or mm -hmm. GABA, what have you, as accessory nutrients because it will not provide a sedative effect. What it does is help establish mm -hmm. a better sleep cycle and circadian rhythm for the individual. And so that's why it's become 
very popular as an adjunct. And by the way, it doesn't help the, the fact that CBD and uh, other cannabinoids found in hemp uh, also affect the neurotransmitters involved in memory as well as stress and anxiety because we know very often that uh, poor sleeping is due to a number of factors of which I cannot ignore elevated cortisol from stress mm-hmm. yep. throughout the day. Pain, uh, obviously. Pain. Yeah. yeah, pain, inflammatory conditions, what have you. So now you've got the endocannabinoid system that is intertwined with all of the mm-hmm. inflammatory and pain pathways. Uh, you've got the endocannabinoid system mm-hmm. intertwined with the HPA axis, mm-hmm. uh, which involves the stress response in the human body. And so other than just involved in circadian rhythms and sleep cycle, it's helping to lower the anxiety and stress-related issues that interfere with sleep as well. You know, and I've, I've been taking uh, CBD at uh, bedtime. Uh, it's a mixed uh, CBD with other uh, entourage nutrients. We can talk a little bit about that concept. Uh, but my sleep is really profound and uh, very refreshing. I don't wake up hungover. Uh, people are concerned, though, you know, it's there's this aura of uh, it's cannabis. OK, I mean, hemp is cannabis. Yeah. Marijuana is cannabis. Uh, can you get stoned from this? Will it cause you to, you know, raid the refrigerator and, uh, you know, uh, defrost a frozen pizza at, uh, you know, two in the morning? Not to say anything's wrong with that, <laughs> 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 but the point of the matter yeah, you know, is- I've, I've had dinner with you, and I know you're you're a you're a good eater. Yeah, usually it's more it's more on the Japanese food side that you tend to <laughs> you tend to <laughs> indulge. So, so uh, you know, when we look at cannabinoids, uh, you know, the the intoxicating one has been THC, which is what we primarily cultivate marijuana for. It's THC content, but when you talk about hemp which true industrial hemp, not these marijuana hybrids that may be in the marketplace, which is going to have an issue in the future, but true industrial hemp does not have enough of any intoxicating compounds to get you stoned, high, euphoric, intoxicated, or any way, shape, or form. But these other 99-plus other non-intoxicating phytocannabinoids have tremendous, tremendous medicinal value. So Mm -hmm. taking full-spectrum Industrial hemp oil, rich in CBD, will not get you stoned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, actually, I have read, and maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you're really steeped in the literature, is that contrary to THC, CBD may have somewhat of an appetite-suppressing effect. And I've actually heard that from some of my patients, is that uh, it, they feel that their sweet cravings are somewhat curbed when they take CBD, which would be great. Absolutely. You have to understand that, uh, especially for the people who do indulge in recreational marijuana, uh, the anxiety that gets produced from high THC levels, mm-hmm. well, take a nice dose of CBD and that will go away. The reason being, CBD interferes with THC binding mm. uh, and therefore will kind of reduce uh, the anxiety or the high, so to speak. Uh, and you have to understand that THC... Um, is activating uh, appetite, uh, whereas CBD, which will interfere with THC binding, is going to have somewhat of an opposite effect. So we may see in the future endocannabinoid diets uh, to help uh, uh, maintain weight. Okay. Uh, well, you know, let's jump ahead to 
uh, a realm that I didn't really associate very much with CBD, and that's bone health. Uh, boy, uh-huh. it, it, that's exciting. What What's up with that? Yeah. Um, we all have to understand that calcium, magnesium, menaquinone 7, vitamin D, and several of the other accessory nutrients from boron on down all have important roles in keeping your bones healthy, strong, from a structural point of view. But as you and I know, when we're dealing with postmenopausal women, it's not just that we provide these structurally important components to keep bones healthy, but that we have to deal with the cells that build up bone and the cells that break down bone from the day you're born to the day you die. And I'm talking about osteoclasts that break mm-hmm. down bone. Yeah, and, and you're an osteo- expert in this, obviously having written a book about that. Uh, it was back in the uh, I guess late 80s, early 90s. You rolled out a, a new nutrient, Iproflavone, which we still use today. You were like the... Uh, initial proponent of Iproflavone. Yeah, and and so um, the osteoblast that build up bone, this is why estrogen therapy has been recommended with standard medical therapy, but we all know that estrogen, while it will influence osteoclasts by reducing their number and increasing osteoblasts, the cells that build up bone, we know that the side effects associated with estrogen therapy are significant. So what does this have to do with the endocannabinoid system? Well, in several interesting papers, uh, we have found that the endocannabinoid system literally controls osteoclasts and osteoblasts. And what we are seeing right now is that if you activate the CB1 receptors, it kind of talks to the brain to say, hey, stop pushing out compounds that can break down bone like mm-hmm. norepinephrine. Mm-hmm. Versus when we stimulate the CB2 receptors, it actually has an effect on lowering the cells that break down bone, osteoclasts, mm-hmm. and building up the cells that build up bone, osteoblasts. And so if we are going to contend with osteoporosis, osteopenia, any low bone density issues, mm-hmm. well, we're going to deal with supporting it with phytocannabinoids. Okay. And this was reported in the Journal of Neuroendocrinology in 2008, titled Endocannabinoids and the Regulation of Bone Metabolism. So the data is out there, and that's why I started with this from the very beginning of our discussion, that we're going to have to contend with the ECS in almost every single protocol addressing every single disease. Okay, so uh, if you want to preserve your bones, don't smoke pot because you might fall down and break something, but uh, take CBD because it'll help yourself. Okay. Uh, When it comes to um, eye health, there are said to be some benefits of CBD, and and you talk about that. But I got to run this by you because uh, this has been bugging me. Uh, headline here from the American Academy of Ophthalmology. I hope I'm not throwing you a curveball, but you're probably aware of this. Uh, that there are reports that CBD, uh, in unlike uh, it's thought that pot smokers have a lower incidence of marijuana. That's based on uh, studying. Uh, the Rastafarians who smoke pot ritually as part of a religious uh, uh, rite. Uh, they smoke a lot of pot down there. Uh, ganja, they call it. Um, but it's, it, they say that CBD is not helpful for glaucoma. They say the latest research is not uh, showing that it's beneficial. So oh, what, what again, do you say to that? 
Again, I I think it's misrepresented. Certainly, if you talk about a single magic bullet CBD, it's one thing. When you talk about the family of phytocannabinoids is another. We know that the eye is nothing more than an extension of our nervous system. And so it's connected to your brain. And we know the brain is littered with CB1 and CB2 receptors that are doing a whole host of things. Mm -hmm. And when it talk about the eye as an extension of the, of the uh, brain, we know that the, there's a separate retinal endocannabinoid system that is involved in prevention of damage due to oxidative stress, uh, inflammation, and excessive pressure, intraocular pressure, of mm-hmm. which the endocannabinoid system helps to control and maintain homeostasis within the eye. So just as though the endocannabinoid system maintains homeostasis throughout the whole body, it's doing this also at an organ level. And there are other studies that look at the fact that glaucoma, which is a neurodegenerative disease uh, defined by uh, elevations in intraocular pressure and loss of the cells in the retina, Mm -hmm. um, that the the endocannabinoid system, when it's uh, fully supported, is warding off Mm -hmm. all these factors the that nerve cause damage. it's not so or, much the pressure a, it's the actually the nerve damage ultimately that we're we want to slow so just looking at the metric of uh pressure you may be missing some of the potential benefits but you know i'll, I'll point this out though I, as i read down on this it's article it's an official uh, pronouncement by the american academy of ophthalmology they qualify it by saying but some researchers are undeterred. One company, Nemus Bioscience, is working to develop a cannabinoid-based therapy for glaucoma. Okay, so uh-huh. you know, and obviously, you know, uh, <laughs> they probably have some intellectual capital and monetary capital uh, invested in uh, coming up with a uh, some formulation that they can patent uh, and then market as a treatment for glaucoma. So there's obviously two sides of that story. So. You know, right, and again, we have to go back to the fact that when they make a comment about CBD, remember, CBD doesn't attach to the CB1 and CB2 receptors. It does many important things in the body. But the most important thing is that when we talk about having the family present, there are other cannabinoids that are potent CB2 agonists, meaning that they attach to the CB2 receptor. And why I keep going back to this mm-hmm. is because something like Beta-caryophylline, which uh, if it's found in with CBD, mm-hmm. it's a remarkable combination. It's a cannabinoid. It's one of the minor ones. And basically, there are CB2 receptors that are involved in protecting the eyes from very bright light exposure or overexpression of, of, of blue light, mm-hmm. uh, especially when all of us are on uh, uh, computers and cell Screens. phones and what yeah. have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and also to downregulate excitatory activity in the eye that's causing further damage. So you've got to support the entire endocannabinoid mm-hmm. system, and you've got to look for full-spectrum materials, and especially those that do have added beta-caryophylline in it. Mm-hmm. It's a remarkable combination. You know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, legalization of marijuana, and one of the concerns about that is the, but the potential brain-addling effects of uh, marijuana, that it's uh, demotivating uh, that it may, uh, and there's some studies that suggest that it may uh, potentiate uh, schizophrenia in kids, so they start smoking too early, and if they have the genetic susceptibility to schizophrenia, they may go over the edge. And uh, I've actually seen this some in some uh, younger patients who come to see us. They've been smoking too much pot. Um, but CBD is turns out to be neuroprotective, and you have devote a whole chapter to that, right? Uh, against a variety of conditions, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and MS and so on. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a subject for a, a full-hour program sure. in and of itself. You have to understand that there are significant contra- um, uh, levels uh, of uh, both CB1 and CB2 receptors in the brain, and we find them concentrated in areas of the brain that affect um, emotion, um, uh, uh, the um, uh, memory, learning, cognition, emesis, appetite. I mean, they're all over because we know the ECS controls n- not only neurotransmission, but it protects the brain from excitatory glutamates to inflammation to oxidative stress. And that's why in that patent that the government had in 2003, it was more about the neuroprotective effects of cannabinoids in the brain, mm-hmm. not only to prevent brain damage or further damage from stroke or trauma, but also useful in neurodegenerative diseases from Alzheimer's on down. And this has been followed up by numerous studies uh, looking at the role of not you know CBD to the role of supporting the endocannabinoid system in treating neurodegenerative diseases. And you have to look at the fact that when we when we when we look at all of these neurodegenerative conditions, there are some hallmarks that we contend with and that is elevated inflammation, elevated oxidative stress, reduced antioxidant protection, all of which are controlled and regulated by the endocannabinoid system. So it's no wonder why CBD and other cannabinoids are incredibly important to keep your brain healthy as well as its involvement in brain activity, which is not just memory, learning, cognition, appetite, uh, sleep, we talked about, what have you, but also consciousness. There's some fascinating work on the role of the endocannabinoid system in controlling and being a major part of our consciousness. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, everything we perceive, our thoughts, our perceptions, everything we see in the outside world is all processed in the brain as part of our consciousness. And the endocannabinoid system is the primary physiological system that is involved in learning and memory and perception and thinking and thought and sleep and dreams and you would have you. So to me, this is one of the most fascinating areas, along with the gut-brain immune connection that the mm-hmm. endocannabinoid system is involved in, uh, that I'm ex- so excited about. Well, let's talk for a moment about uh, GI maladies, because uh, lots of patients suffer from uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, then there are more serious uh, conditions. Ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease is of a particular interest to me, because I see a lot of patients with those conditions. And uh, many of them report that uh, taking CBD uh, has really helped to not only relieve their symptoms, but uh, hasten their recovery because of its anti-inflammatory properties. So can we put it on the same pedestal with other anti-inflammatory nutrients like uh, curcumin, for example, that we might deploy for these conditions? I would put it at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Remember, we have this brain-gut immune connection, this tri-directional communication that's very much involved in in maintaining health in the body. And, and we, we got to look at the intestinal tract, the gut, as more than an organ of digestion. It is the largest immune organ in the body, and rightfully so, since it has to recognize all the foreign stuff we dump down it every single day. But also, going deeper into the tissue, there are hundreds of millions of neurons, 
brain cells. It's our second brain. And why it has an intimate connection with the brain and the immune system, because it is an organ that has brain and immune cells. Well, we look a little bit deeper in, in, in an interesting paper in Gastroenterology of 2016, the role of the endocannabinoid system in the brain-gut axis. What have we learned? Well, certainly the endocannabinoid system controls gastrointestinal motility, and we know that's an issue in a lot of GI disorders. It controls intestinal inflammation. It is linked to the stress and abdominal pain pathways and reduces the activity of the infamous HPA uh, pathway in, uh, in, in, in throughout the body. We also look at papers in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in 2017 and cannabinoid research in 2016, how the act, endocannabinoid system acts as a regulator of immune homeostasis in the gut. Mm -hmm. And we now look at anandamide playing immunological roles in your gut. We look at uh, the ECS controlling uh, and actively assisting in the tolerance to foreign antigens and obviously in reducing uh, inflammation. So mm -hmm. Crohn's disease, irritable bowel yep. syndrome, all the colitis, all the inflammatory conditions of the GI tract are going to respond remarkably well to phytocannabinoids, especially if you have beta-caryophylline in the mix. And again, I keep going to beta-caryophylline because it is a CB2 agonist, which controls inflammatory cycling and pain signaling and mm -hmm. complements CBD so well that it makes for a powerful one-two punch for all GI disorders. And finally, uh, cancer. And a lot of people say, well, you know, that's a bridge too far. You know, cancer is making the claim that there's an anti-cancer effect. But actually, uh, you consulted one of the top experts uh, in the field uh, for a chapter in your book about uh, the impact of CBD on uh, cannabinoids, more broadly speaking, on cancer. So what's the story there? Well, I can tell you that while certainly in all the things we've talked about, we are in our infancy and certainly a lot more work has got to be done and published, but I can, I can also tell you that the in vitro and animal work that's going on in cancers will make the hair on the back of your head rise. Hmm. It is remarkable about how these, this family of cannabinoids has profound effects on decreasing cancer growth, uh, decreasing, decreasing cancer cell in, invasion, meta, metastasis, uh, increasing the premature death of uh, cancer cells, what Which we, we call want, apop yeah. apoptosis, yeah, right? And, yeah, and then decreasing the blood supply, angiogenesis to cancer mm -hmm. cells. Mm -hmm. It is remarkable. Now, with that said, uh, with those studies that are, are, are also ongoing besides what's been published, we are working with a lot of oncology patients who other than the fact that smoking uh, uh, cannabis can provide for anti-nausea effects mm -hmm. and pain relief from, from treatment, mm -hmm. uh, we are getting remarkable responses from pa patients in terms of shrinkage of their tumors. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not one for anecdotal stuff. I'm a data-driven guy, mm -hmm. but I can tell you that that's backed up with a lot of good preclinical pre data uh, that's been published, and there are going to be ongoing trials in patients eventually that are going to show remarkable results. These cannabinoids are are just unbelievable, and I have not seen anything as clinically relevant in our trade, any nutrient, herb, nutraceutical, that comes anywhere close to what phytocannabinoids can do in the human body. So some pharmaceutical companies are actually developing really high concentrates of CBD purified, you know, without any uh, uh, other 
what they consider extraneous compounds, but you're a big advocate for uh, mixed uh, products that contain uh, uh, all the, the full spectrum of hemp-derived uh, phytocannabinoids. So what should consumers look for in a product, uh, typically? It's not so much the CBD content uh, on the label, but the quality of the mix, right? Right. Well, uh, yes, consumers uh, are going to have to be a little bit diligent because we're in a sector that uh, the government has not kind of responded as quickly as we would like. It's a little bit of the wild, wild west out there. Yep. Get to know the companies that you're purchasing from. Get to respect the the well-respected companies that have been out there doing the right thing. Uh, you're looking for full-spectrum industrial hemp, um, and you're going to ask the right questions uh, to the companies that are reputable out there. And so all I would say is to go and purchase from the more well-known, reputable companies that are in the trade because there are a lot of fly-by-nights that are popping up all yep. over. It, there's a real gold rush. You know, with any phenomenon like this, uh, there's going to be some uh, Me Too companies that uh, are rushing products into the marketplace that aren't fully vetted. So uh, it's important to, you know, uh, rely on a uh, company with experience and uh, that's done some of the research on this. So, Carl, again, you fabulous uh book you've really put together a lot of information there it's uh information that's easily uh accessible and it's a comprehensive look at the science behind phytocannabinoids and the book again is available via it's got its own website road to ananda.com correct yes okay great any other resources that people will find there excerpts from the book or uh some basic information about uh you and uh, the uh, research that went into it? Yeah, uh, they'll find a little bit about the author, myself, and then a little bit about Dr. Raphael Mashalem, um, and then, you know, how to purchase the book. And uh, you, eventually we're going to have more information uh, from an educational standpoint that will be uh, uh, that will be uploaded. Uh, again, the book was just printed literally last week. Okay. Uh, we're barely out of the gate, but uh, it's got a, rem- a remarkable response already. And uh, we haven't even started yet. But so thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is an, an important subject that will dominate medicine and nutrition for decades to come. Uh, so uh, to be continued. As usual, you're uh, on the cusp of uh, a real important trend because uh, you usually find your way to whatever's really happening in the field of nutrition. Thanks very much, Carl, for joining us. That's Carl Germano. Uh, and the book is Road to Ananda. Website, RoadToAnanda.com. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements... I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com 
to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.